friends, Annie here from Annie's Pink Chair, where we bring real, raw, relevant issues to the table from a woman's perspective. I have such an exciting guest today. It's an old friend of mine from many years ago. I did this film from I Am Second in a white chair, kind of inspired by that actually. As you see, I'm sitting in a pink chair now with the room well lit. But this, my friends, is someone that was very deeply involved with this project and is currently with I Am Second. Let me share a little bit about him. John Humphrey joined I Am Second in 2008 to manage the development of the subsequent launch of the initiative. Now, in his 13th year with I Am Second, Humphrey provides strategic, operational, and tactical direction to the organization, bringing to bear a wealth of experience in media production, distribution, communications, and marketing. You guys, this guy's been everywhere. Prior to joining I Am Second, he created, produced, distributed, and marketed projects for companies such as Lorimar, ProServe, and then his own Vision Quest Communications Group. Many of his projects over the years involved telling personal and faith stories of high-profile athletes. John, welcome to Annie's Pink Chair. I'm so excited that you're here with us today. And I know I kind of bragged about you and the relationship, but uh, I'm just super impressed by you and your filming and production work ethic because as you know i'm a huge fan of i am second because i am one of the seconds <laughs> and so, that you are that's yeah. absolutely and i'm i'm excited to be on the show with you annie it's uh it's been very uh, uh neat to see you start out in this endeavor and to see how you have taken your story and continue to tell your story and impact others as you're telling it. So congratulations to you. And I'm just happy to be here. Thank you. And I, I love your, your office. I, it, it kind of advertises <laughs> what you do. I mean, you've got, uh, Kathy Lee Gifford. I know people can't see it all the way and you've got Lecrae up there. I'm so sorry. I forgot the lady's name behind you. Sean Johnson. Sean yes. Sean Johnson, athlete. And then you've got the crazy, the loud, crazy love poster from the, the wonderful movie that you guys worked with Brian had Welch and his daughter. Um, tell, can you tell us just briefly, like what got you into film production? What attracted you to that? Well, it really goes back to my time in uh, sports because my first uh, initiative in broadcast was in sports, live production of sports, and then into creative sports shows. And that was with ProServe and other companies that I was, I was with before. And those were high-profile events, the Boston Marathon, the Tour de France, a lot of tennis, Whoa. golf tournaments. And so there were a number of, uh, of shows, college basketball and college football broadcast. And so that's where I cut my teeth. Um, but it really wasn't until later in my career when the opportunity came to go into ministry. And that was something I resisted for a while, even though I was a believer and tried to live my life out in, in, by faith as I was walking in the secular sports realm. Um, but when faced with the opportunity to do something God was drawing me to do, which is how the I Am Second opportunity came about, I saw that and I said, God's in it. I need to join him there. And when we did, something specially emerged from it. Wow. So you were literally in the sports arena filming. I mean, I was about to ask you, what famous golfers have you filmed? Because 
filming golf is kind of intense, right? Like, how do you do that? Mm-hmm. Well, from a golf standpoint, what we were doing in the golf tournaments, those were live golf tournaments that we were arranging the broadcast for. And so in that particular project, I was not filming. Um, but I did subsequently with my own company do uh, a series called, uh, uh, I can't even remember the name of it now. It's okay. It a special, <laughs> we, special we did for NBC stations with professional golfers uh, at the time that were high profile golfers. They're pretty much senior golfers now, but at the time they were high profile, Tom Lehman and, and guys like that, that were believers. And we talked about what it was like to be a believer within the sport of golf. We did the same thing with NASCAR. We did the same thing with football and also with basketball. And those were done in conjunction with NBC stations, as well as with uh, different ministry groups that were ministering to those areas. Wow. So did you find in that field that you were seeing a lot of crazy things happen? Like, don't let me mention it, but parties, uh, get togethers with high profile people, anything goes, you know, at those parties and maybe a lot of like compromising going on where now these people are so famous, John, that they just don't have any more boundaries anymore. They're just literally letting anything happen because now they have the fame, the fortune, they have the money to do what they want. Did you see a lot of like crazy situations happen or did you just witness a couple things? Personally, I didn't find myself in those situations, but in talking to people that were in that sport and in particular athletes, yes, it happens all the time. Right. Um, and, and you read about you read about some of the things, but generally speaking, uh, you just hear about it third hand. I think the biggest thing is that there are some sports where there is a strong influence of ministries in the kids growing up, particularly in football. You know, FCA is everywhere in football at the high school level. Athletes in action is ministering to players at the college and pro level. And so there is a strong uh, legacy within those sports. Some of the other sports, however, doesn't they don't have that impact. Yeah. And especially, uh, it's surprising, but in basketball in particular. Right, um, right. I've heard that, by the way. I've heard that. There, there are very few believers, strong believers, and some of it's uh, because of all the temptation that comes along as right. they turn pro and the money comes into it. They can get what they want. They have people who are hanging around them all the time. They're on the road all the time. And it's just tough to live out a life of faith in that situation and stick with it. Well, there are people I, I that mean, do, but right. it's few. It, it just sounds just like you're you're living the dream, but there, but really, it's just a facade because, you know, you said you're on the road a lot, and th- there's no real boundaries because there's no foundation to help keep players focused on the game and then their walk, right? So mm-hmm. a lot of them aren't believers. So and and you know as well as I do with the sports arena, uh, any type of sports, there is a lot of uh, because of the world I come from, Las Vegas. They would come and tour and they would do their games and they would come and bet and they would do their parties here and there's some of their conventions and their get togethers. And there was a lot of uh, p- different people that would call 
the escort services and they didn't know it, but a lot of people were being trafficked. And so that's just part of that party world of, I think not just sports, but any genre. So that's pretty impressive that you decided not to engage yourself in, let's say those after hour parties where people get together and crazy things happen because that can really destroy your career. Like you could get a bad picture with someone and all of a sudden on the, the next day you're being canceled, right? Oh, they were with so-and-so and so-and-so was there and they abused this, you know, it's just like, what just happened? So, and then you, how did you get invited to I Am Second? Did you know someone that worked for I Am Second? Well, actually it's an interesting story because I had supported a ministry for, and people in the ministry at E3 Partners for 15 years and kept up the relationship. And then I got a phone call from a friend who I supported at the ministry who said, hey, John, um, would you come talk to us? We just had this project develop in our midst that I think you can help us with. Would you come and it has a lot of attributes and things that you know about. Can you come and talk to us about it? And it was the I Am Second project. And uh, what was interesting about that is it came out of a collaboration between a, a man who was very involved with the ministry. He's no secret. It was uh, Norm Miller of Interstate Batteries who helped found it. And it was a conversation between him and E3 Partners Ministry of how can Norm carry out a vision to impact the Dallas-Fort Worth area? And from that conversation was born this idea of what about something in the media? And what if it was testimonies that were on a website? And what if there was advertising that went to the local area that could go ahead and promote the website and the films that were on the website and connect people to Christ? And really, that's how the idea was born. It was born in one meeting, and basically the logo and the name I Am Second was born in the next 30 minutes after that. And, uh, but they needed somebody to take it from the idea stage into uh, the elements that were involved and also the execution of it uh, right. build out the entire strategy. And that's where uh, they, they came to me for ideas. And we said, well, let's, let's work together for two months to flesh this out. And now it's, it's turned into 13 years. And you know, the first I am second, we all know who that is. <laughs> Right? Wasn't it? It was Brian Head Welch, right? Well, he was one of the very first ones. Oh, okay. We had, He's one of the we very launched, first ones. We launched with 15. Okay. Um, See, I didn't know this. This is a great background. Yeah. Uh, the, the very first person we filmed was actually Stephen Baldwin. Ah, okay. I've seen his I Am Second. Uh -huh. Very powerful. That's right. But Brian's was one of the, the first 15 that launched in December of 2008. And uh, obviously, it was the first that went worldwide. Yeah. You know, people yeah. in Russia within a week were, were wanting to you know, engage with and translate it into Russian. And it was just an amazing thing to see. Yeah, uh, you guys did. I, I have to compliment because your, your video video videographers your directors uh, everyone involved in the project it, it was it's such a great experience but just the way that you filmed brian and the music and the 
the background, it, it was just so powerful how you presented him. And I show this, I share Brian's testimony and many others on the I Am Second with our ladies at Destiny House. <laughs> it, they're powerful and they're, they're unique. Everyone's a different time frame and it's a different subject. And it's just, you can literally get on I Am Second and I encourage everyone to do that right now. I am second.com, correct? That's correct. And go look at the film. How many films have you guys done so far of the short well, stories? Yeah, we, we filmed about 150 of the short films. And then we have three documentaries that we've done one long form, two short ones. Okay, so you, what is your first long-form documentary? Is that the one right next to you? That's The Laugh Crazy Love, yeah. That's yeah. the long-form. And, uh, and it was great because that was basically Brian's story that we started with in 2008, the short film, mm -hmm. as it was unfolding with him returning to corn and working with his daughter and seeing her grow up and really coming full circle of him going back to corn and seeing his daughter graduate and grow into a young woman. Yeah. It, isn't Janaea great? Oh my gosh. She's such a doll. I, I'm so excited to talk about that and the project. Now the other two that you did, what are what films are those? Sure. One is called End of Malice, and that is with a former rapper who used to go by the name of Malice. But now he calls himself No Malice. And uh, that was really just talking about his journey in the rap world. And wow. then the, the last one was this one called Many Are the Wonders. And that features uh, the story of a young boy in his last few months of terminal brain cancer. But even in those last months, he was still having a huge impact on his uh, schoolmates there in middle school. And his whole family was making an impact in his community. And so, uh, but those are the three longer form projects that we have besides the different chair films that we have on the website. So are you, are you guys thinking about doing more uh, long-term films as part of your morphing, so to speak, and touching different areas of, you know, the media genre? That, that is definitely out there. Um, it really just depends on the right project at the right time. Uh, actually, right now, a lot of we're money. Working... <laughs> sure. A lot of uh, money, right... like <laughs> thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars and millions of dollars sometimes, right? That's right. And, you know, from our standpoint, um, what we're looking at right now is maximizing the reach of the stories that we do have internationally. And we have some new projects that are targeted to the continent of Africa and into Asia, um, taking the stories that we have now and putting them in context for those, those areas. Wow, that's really, really powerful. I wanted to share with the audience because we, uh, and then I'll touch on what you guys are doing right now for your, your January thing that's coming up. But I was, uh, introduced to I am second through, I believe it was Brian, correct? Did Brian, Brian tell you? Okay. So Brian, we were speaking with the whosoever's I had went on tour with them for a year or two. It was so fun, by the way, if anyone doesn't know what they are, just look them up the whosoever's.com. And Brian, uh, 
talk to Sammy. And then Sammy got a hold of me and said, hey, they want you to come to Texas. And I said, for what? And they're like, they want to film me. And I was like, what? Okay, cool. So I was so excited because I saw Brian's film and I was like, oh, what are they going to do with me? This is going to be really interesting. <laughs> and so I ended up the night before this happened, I had a pain in my stomach or something, pancreatic attack. I'm not sure what it was, gallbladder attack. I went to the hospital. I was there till about five in the morning. My plane left at seven from Las Vegas to Plano. Oz was out of town on tour with Striper. So I'm just like, I'm in this pain. I'm going to have to call him and cancel. But right about at five o'clock when I left the hospital and I had already packed, thank goodness, the day before. So I was ready to go. I got home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'll just push through. I didn't sleep. I mean, literally, I'm in a bed at the hospital all night long going, ow, I'm in pain. They're like, we can't find anything wrong. So don't you think that's just like the enemy to try to stop something? Mm -hmm. So I got on the plane. I slept an hour. You guys picked me up. I got to the the studio, which is huge. It was a warehouse. Is it, is it still in the same location? Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I mean, it was just incredible. Your guys' building was just nice inside and spacious and i go and sit down and uh, i couldn't believe the way you guys did this because of course i had a makeup artist i had a, the hair person it was awesome i sat in the chair you, you told me to just wear black or you know don't wear a lot of color just wear something plain and i did except i had to put lace on with my shirt whatever but <laughs> What I do remember most out of everything was sitting in that chair and feeling the vulnerability and feeling like I was literally sharing my story for the first time in my life. I felt so like nervous, but at the same time comfortable. I, I can't explain that dichotomy because that's like super opposite of each other, right? And I, I literally was like sitting there peering into the dark because that's how you guys do it. And someone's reading off these questions that I believe, was there a hundred questions or 80? Whatever, it was oh, a high number. It was massive, whatever it was. And all I could do was like, okay, I have to focus. I have to answer these questions. And I remember crying and stopping because I couldn't contain my emotions. And I had no idea how you guys were going to piece it together. And so I left thinking, you know, I feel like I messed up and I didn't do a good job, but isn't Jesus great? Because you guys managed to take it and piece it into this beautiful, like poetic, like painting of what happened to me when I was trafficked. And it, I watched it for the first time, John, and I'm not going to lie. I'm going to get teary eyed right now. The part where you play the music box. I don't know who thought of that idea, but it just like, whoa. When I said I'm beautiful, I'm loved, I'm chosen. And that brings me peace. And I was just like, I don't remember saying any of that. I don't remember saying I'm set free. I don't remember even saying little girl lost. Like literally I felt like that was totally the anointing of the I am second team and the blessing on the ministry and the anointing that happens when someone is being filmed in your building. Like there's something really special. So that being said, it, I believe it's changed my life 
just to be sitting in that chair and becoming a second. And I believe the work that you're doing is life-changing, not only in my life, but literally the ladies that we work with, we send them the I am second videos and we show them the videos and they get so much out of it. Not everyone's been trafficked on your videos, but it doesn't matter because every story touches on depression, loss of hope, suicide, uh, grief, right? Um, addiction, major one, right? That's a great one. Of course, my story and what happened to me, but all kinds of like, oh, success, major success and money and then losing everything like overnight. Like it just blesses so many different areas in, of people's lives that struggle deeply. And I really believe that, that God is going to expand it to a new level. And I'm really excited for you guys. And what I want you to do is tell people right now what you guys are doing right now with that campaign. The one that's going to go viral. The one that's going viral sure. right now. Sure. <laughs> well, historically, our films have been targeted to non-believers, and, and they still are. I mean, we make all of our content for the person that doesn't know Jesus. Believers can go ahead and enjoy it. Uh, they'll be moved by it, hopefully moved to action. But the content that we film is for anybody to go ahead and consume. What we're trying to do is to have people that consume the content go from viewing to doing. And we know that it takes steps. People aren't going to go ahead and immediately move from becoming a new believer or being a nominal believer and then go out in the middle of the street and start proclaiming Jesus. But there are steps that people can take to get there. And one of the first steps is to know your own story. What testimony do you have? Now, when you, get, you mention the word testimony to someone, they feel like they got to stand up at a pulpit, come <laughs> up with a sermon of, and tell their story that way. Right. And that's not what we need. You know, the first thing we can do is how can we know our story well enough to go ahead and to tell it to somebody in a natural conversation. Right. And so we, we have created some tools to help people to do that. And one of those is we put in the form of a challenge. Everything in social media is a challenge these oh, days. Oh, I love it. Uh, challenge. I am second challenge. Right. So we call it the My Second Story Challenge. And by doing that, people can learn a simple template that helps them to craft their story and to be able to say it in less than 30 seconds. Now, it doesn't have to say it 30 seconds if they're having a conversation with somebody and they want to take 45 seconds or a minute and hit some you know, points that would really connect, that's fine. But at least you have the basis for your story down to an elevator trip with someone. Or right. you happen to bump into somebody and you say, oh yeah, I struggled with that too. Because there was a time in my life where I was this and this, and then somebody told me about Jesus and showed me this. Right. And since then, I've been able to live this way. So that's the basic formula, and it's real easy to learn, so it becomes natural. And so we have launched this My Second Story Challenge this fall in somewhat of a beta version with the hope that uh, more people around the country and around the world will start using this and take an additional step which is to go public with it, put it on their social media, right? go ahead and share it. I've already done it. You've already done it. 
there are others that have done it too. But we think well, that there are more people out there. That let's let's invite people right now, friends, people that are watching this, people that are listening on the podcast. John's inviting you to come and do the second challenge. I'm probably saying it wrong. John, say it again. It's, sure, it's the My Second Story Challenge. And the My best Second Story place that challenge. they can go, they can find out this information at imsecond.com slash M-S-S-C. It stands for My Second Story Challenge. So imsecond.com slash M-S-S-C. And that's on the screen, friends, right now. You see that. It's on the screen. So, John, this has been wonderful. I feel like I could talk to you longer, and I know we don't have Absolutely. a lot of time. And how can people get a hold of I Am Second and also promote I Am Second? And it's nonprofit, right? Absolutely. So you guys need donations. Tell them where they can go to support and encourage and donate to your guys' endeavors. Sure. There's a number of places. Obviously, our website, IamSecond.com, has the ability for all of those things, for donate, to watch the films, to connect with us. We actually have a community for free that they can join that gets some additional items to help them in their walk, their daily walk. So there's the IamSecond.com website is the hub. But we're also on social media on all the different platforms from Facebook to Instagram, Twitter to TikTok. You know, we're, we're, we're on all those places and they can find us at imsecond.com there. Uh, and then we also, and this is an easy thing for people to do too. Everybody likes apparel and we do have I Am Second gear that's available at imsecondstore.com. And, uh, and that's just a way to start conversations, whether it be a wristband, which, you know, we, we all been wearing. I have some, I didn't bring it that's today, right. but I have some. <laughs> to a t-shirt, to a cap. It's just a way to start a conversation. And when you start a conversation and you know your story, you can connect with someone. And when they want to know more, then you can share God's story. Right on, John. Thank you so much for sharing and being on our show today. We're just so happy that you came on Pink Chair. And we can't wait to see what I Am Seconds about to do next. So God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. And we'll talk to you soon, okay? Sounds great. Thank you, Annie. Hi friends, I want to talk about our nonprofit today. It's called Destiny House, and it's a place where ladies that have been in the sex industry, ladies that have been sex trafficked, can come and live and recover from their lifestyle. Basically, it's this, to dream, discover, develop into the perfect destiny that God has for them. It's nine to 24 months. And we're so excited because we're actually going to be opening up our second home called Dream House. And this place is a place where ladies can come after the first program. And it's more independent living where they have their jobs and their schooling that they're doing. And they can become more successful because we know that trauma and complex trauma is real. That's why I want to ask you today, to please consider to partner with us because most if not all of these ladies come to our program and they're completely broken. They've got heavy complex trauma which comes with so many different issues and comorbidities that they need help just to get stabilized and to get their mind and their heart right and to get healing from that deep trauma. And we have great programs when 
these ladies come, they definitely get their healing and they get a brand new start and a brand new life of promise, hope, and a great future. Please partner with us. If it's on your heart, we need to keep our houses open. You can go to pinkchair.com and click on donate and your donation is tax deductible. Thank you, everyone. Thank you.